Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Welcome, 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 welcome. I greet you in the most precious and the beautiful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to the live prophetic service. Gives me it's my honor to see each of you today. I hope you are ready for the word of the Lord. I hope you are growing in your walk with God. Uh, what a season the Lord has given to us. Amen. Before we get into the word today, can we take a moment to pray um, and and prepare our hearts? Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your kindness and the way you are feeding us, O oh Lord. We thank you for this window you've given to us in the month of August, September and October to seek you. Remene kusulemente remosa that your presence will draw near to us O oh God that we have the opportunity to come close to you that we have the opportunity to draw near unto the Lord. Father, I love you so much and I bring your people to you. As as I'm praying, I feel the weight of nations in the balance. I see a weighing scale in the heavenlies and I see nations and I see people groups in the balance. And the Lord is giving us a window. He's giving the church a window to pursue him and to preach the gospel so that these nations that are in the balance can hear of the goodness of the Lord. Oh Father, I thank you so much for your kindness. A new breed, a new generation of apostles, prophets, Evangelists, pastors and teachers are rising up. Thank you Lord. This season, this 3 month season is an opportunity for greatness to be birthed. So Father, I thank you. Thank you for grace. We love you so much. Anoint our time together, Lord. Speak expressly. Let the spirit of God speak clearly through me to your people. I ask all of this in your most beautiful name. Amen. 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 Oh, we thank God for kindness and grace and mercy. I have a, a couple of announcements. This has been on my mind for a very very long time because I have been just postponing it and postponing it and procrastinating it on it. Each week, each month, we get emails from precious people just like you reaching out to us, asking us questions, asking for mentorship, asking for spiritual covering. Um and we've been trying to understand and process with God how do we go about journeying with each of you who want to journey with us 
So today, for the first time, I am pleased to announce to you to officially launch the Get Ready Ministry e-family platform. Um, it's still a work in process. It's a still a work in progress. But I want to bring some structure and definition to what has what God has been doing for the last few years. So I'm excited to launch the official eFam platform. Yeah, we thank God for grace. We thank God for this ability, this opportunity. So this will allow you um, a deeper access. It will give you private and privileged access to special events, special conversations uh, that are sometimes public, sometimes not so public. Uh, it will also give you an opportunity to ask questions, to have times of prayer with my wife and myself and all the pastors and leaders that are part of Get Ready Ministry. You know, right now we are mentoring leaders and pastors from at least four time zones, if not five time zones, in different countries. And uh, we've been doing it very privately. We've been doing it more on one-to-one -one basis. Uh, so we thought it's time we create a platform where those who want to be part of this family, those who want to be part of this movement, those who want to be part of what God is doing in and through us can officially sign up and be a part of it. So I hope you're excited. <laughs> uh, please, I also want to say, and I say this with deep love and respect and respectfully speaking, uh, if you are part of 5,000 EFAM groups, if you're part of 500 ministries, um, please, I, I, with a lot of humility, I say skip this one because I want to journey with those who are interested in journeying with us. And this is going to be a serious group that, that I want to invest into, that I want to pour into, that I want to know personally in some capacity. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's, I don't want to um, how do I say this? I don't want to spread myself too thin. I want to give quality content and quality time. So thank you for being respectful of this platform. So how do we sign up? It's harirao.com forward slash efan. For now, give your details and uh, we will communicate with you how we can develop this platform even more so i'm excited so those of you who are joining welcome <laughs> uh, we thank god we thank god okay are you guys enjoying this series on samuel huh have you been blessed so far with how the lord has been leading us week after week, service after service. Wednesday was so special. The system of Samuel. 
the system of being in the presence of the Lord. Let's go. We'll continue. Can we eat a little more from Samuel? There's so much we can learn from this precious man of God. Let's go to Samuel chapter 2. Samuel chapter 1 Samuel chapter 2 and we'll read verse 32. Uh, actually, let's go to 35. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 35. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. One more time. This is the Lord speaking through a prophet, through a man of God, to Eli, who is the current father of the priest. He is, he and his sons are the priests in the house of the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord coming to the priest. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind and I will build him a sure house and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever and everyone who is left in your house shall come to come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread and shall say please put me in one of the priest places that i may eat a morsel of bread chapter 3 verse 1 now the boy samuel was ministering to the lord in the presence of eli now the, now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days and there was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli whose eyesight had began to grow dim so that he could not see was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Verse 4, please, if you can pay attention to this detail. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. And ran to Eli and said, here, okay, okay, let's, one more time, one more time. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down again. And the Lord called again, Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you, call me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Verse 7, please highlight that. And now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again. The third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am for you, called me. Then Eli perceived 
that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Can we appreciate the Lord Jesus just for a moment? for his faithfulness, for his kindness. He's been so good to us. Today's service can easily be qualified and put into a school of the prophets. Easily, easily. Because some of the things I'm about to teach you, while they are very simple, they are loaded to transform your spiritual life. They are loaded to transform your church, they are loaded to transform your ministry. So God sends a man of God, a prophet, to Eli with a prophetic word saying how he is upset with his house. He's saying that how he has rejected the house of Eli, how he has he is not happy with the existing priesthood. How he is, he, 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 he doesn't like what they are doing. So God is, God is not convinced. God is not happy. So he finds a man of God who is able to hear the heart of God, who is able to hear the voice of God, even in a season when the word of the Lord is rare, even in a time when there are no frequent open visions, and yet there's a man who can hear God, saying that God is raising up another man, a faithful priest. You know what's the tragedy here, child of God? The man of God who's carrying the message himself is not that one. <laughs> uh, did you hear what I just said? The man of God who got the prophetic word that, that I am not happy with the house of Eli did not, did not, God did not tell him, I'm going to use you instead. I'm going to install you instead. I'm going to install your children instead. Huh? So it's, so isn't this interesting? That God can speak to you in a dimension. God can give you information about something. You know, so this, this prophet who is coming could have become very pompous, could have become very arrogant because God is giving him information. He's giving him information about another man of God and yet he himself is not qualified for it. You would think, Hey, look, God is giving me the dirt on Eli. God is telling me how the system of Eli is about to collapse. So I must be the next one. I must be the one. I, 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 I. The prophetic is so dynamic. The prophetic is so powerful that you can receive information from different angles. 
and yet you can't assume just because you got a certain piece of information that automatically qualifies you to fill that void are you guys with me so he is hearing from the lord that i am rejecting the house of eli and i'm going to raise a faithful priest and yet he is not the faithful priest so many of us go into error because we assume things about ourselves that god has not spoken ah are you with me today just because god is giving you one information it doesn't mean this is that don't make the mistake that when god is telling me this it automatically implies this unless you hear god child of god please don't assume things about yourself because today i mean i'll i'll be honest maybe i would have done the same mistake that's it god is showing me how this man of god is going to happen or that man of god is going and then i'm like okay i am anointed i must fill that place isn't it isn't it crazy that a word about a faithful priest can come to a man of god how god is raising a faithful priest and yet that man of god who's receiving that word he himself is not qualified to be the faithful priest <laughs> uh, i'm just talking i'm just talking so the man of god then comes and says and says something very powerful gives a long list of things why god is upset with eli and upset with his sons and then says i'm going to raise up a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and what is in my mind and he will go in and out before my anointed forever so god is explaining my gosh god is explaining to that man of god and to eli what is the description he requires from a man who is supposed to be considered a faithful priest because if you see the description of all the errors that eli's sons were committing it could have been easy for god to say a faithful priest is somebody who doesn't rob the offering who doesn't contaminate my temple with filth and sexual immorality somebody who is not arrogant and pompous and insensitive to the people he could have said ah, a faithful priest is someone who does not do these things but yet he does not talk about the the things that a faithful priest should not do instead he talks about the thing a faithful priest must do and he goes on to say a faithful priest has access to my heart has access to my mind he's able to hear the heartbeat of god he's able to hear the 
thoughts of God. In order for you, listen to me carefully, in order for you to be considered a faithful man and a faithful woman of God, a faithful priest, it's not just about what you are not doing. It's not just about what sin you are not committing. It's not just about how morally upright you are. Because it is possible, child of God, for you to be morally upright and not be filthy in certain by, by, by the measure of certain standards and yet not have access to the heart of God and not have access to the mind of God. Oh, did you just hear what I just? It is possible for you to not be committing the sins of the sons of Eli, to not be committing the sins of Eli, to not be like the generation of Eli's. And that doesn't automatically mean you have access to God's heart, have access to the mind of God. But a faithful priest, a man and a woman that is called by God has access to the heart and the mind of God. This is important. This is important because sometimes what happens is our standards have become so low Please listen to me carefully. Our standards have become so low. Our stand, I don't want to say ours, but the standard in the house of the Lord has become so low that, oh, as long as he's not abusive, it's okay. As long as he's not a thief, it's okay. As long as he's not a womanizer, it's okay. As long as he's not a, a, a manipulator, it's okay. Because our standards have become so low that being a decent human being is now acceptable. Child of God, being a decent human being is not the standard of the Lord. To be a faithful priest along with being a Christ-centered, well-meaning, decent human being, you need to become a man and a woman that can hear the heartbeat of God. What will set you apart? Can I, can I, can we just be real today? I can, I can show you non-Christians. I can show you people who belong to different religions. I can show you people who are even atheists, who are sometimes nicer people. Huh? They, some of them have great marriages. Some of them are great fathers. They are upstanding citizens. Now, does that mean because of these traits, they are godly? They have become a part of the work of the Lord? No. No, no, we love such men. We thank God for such great people. But if you have to walk in the shadow of the Almighty, if you have to be an extension of God on the earth, if you have to become the outstretched arm of God in your city, it requires you to become a man. It requires you to become a person who has heard the heartbeat of the Lord for your city, who has heard the thoughts of God for your nation. You just can't be you, there has to be 
the presence of the invisible in your life. There must be the presence of the Almighty God in your life. The, the, uh, a part of you must be plugged into the heart of God. I'm telling you as I'm speaking, I can feel the presence of the Lord come in waves. I don't know if you can catch what I'm saying. Ay, 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 ay. So, so a man of God, a faithful priest, a woman of God, a, a prophet, a child, I'm showing you how God makes prophets. I'm showing you the DNA of a prophet. I'm showing you uh, a prophet is not just mad and assistant. He's just not angry all the time. Sometimes we think prophets are just mean, upset people, calling down fire, calling people serpents. No, 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 no. A true prophet of God is in sync with God, is in sync with the heartbeat of God. He understands the movements of God. He understands the ideas of God. He is so close. He has such proximity. He knows what grieves God. He knows what gives God pleasure. He may he understands what makes what makes God happy. A prophet is in sync with the heartbeat of God. Ah, my God, we thank God for His grace today. Uh, can you can you feel this presence that's coming? Can you understand the grace that is being released to you? Child of God, this word is coming to you because within the sound of my voice, there are prophets, there are pastors, there are leaders, there are men and women of God that God is raising in this generation where your DNA is not the DNA of your denomination, it's not the DNA of your culture, it's not the DNA of your nation, it's not the DNA of your color of your skin. Your DNA is born of God. Your spirit is born of God. Your culture is the culture of heaven. You hear God's heartbeat. You hear God's thoughts. You are in sync with the heavenly rhythm. Uh, we have too many people who are cultural prophets. We have too many people who are who are prophets to the agendas of the enemy. We have too many prophets who are prophets of their nation, prophets of their race, prophets of their religion, prophets of their ethnicity. Ay, 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 ay. That there is a higher level in the prophetic. There is a there is a realm in the prophets where they transcend nation, they transcend borders of race, they transcend cultural identities, they transcend racial identities they transcend political identities they stand before god 
they hear God. They are servants of the Lord God Almighty. They are mouthpiece of the Most High God. They go where God says go. They stand where God says stand. They speak when God says speaks. They are not puppets of culture. They are not puppets of politics. They are not puppets of nationalism. They are not puffed. They are prophets of God. I will raise uh, a priest that is faithful before me. Shura Shure there are cities in this world. There are nations on this earth. God forbid you say something against one particular political party. Or God forbid you endorse a political party that everybody else is not endorsing. That's it. They will label you all kinds of things. You know what has happened? The heart of such a prophet has been hijacked by culture but there is a group of people that stand before the Lord that can say like angel Gabriel I am Gabriel that stands before the Lord in order for you to be a qualified messenger in order for you to be a qualified sent one, in order for you to function as the mouthpiece of God, your requirement is to stand before the Lord, is to have your heart in sync with the heart of God. Oh, we thank God for praise. We thank God for grace. We thank God for grace. Can you, can you lift your hands and pray this out loud? Say, God, make me a faithful priest. Make me a faithful priest. As you pray that prayer, may grace locate you. As you type that comment, may grace locate you. And we read that in chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. I'm reading from chapter 3 verse 1. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days and there was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. Ah. So you can minister to God. You can worship Him. You can be faithfully serving in his presence you can be I'm, I'm, I'm showing you I'm giving you a key right now because most people listen to me oh God help me I'm going to offend some of you but I love you most people 
serve in the house of God. Please listen to me. Most people serve in the house of God, serve in a local church, serve in a ministry because they have been impacted by that ministry. You know, they, they are blessed by the man of God. They're blessed by the pastor. They like the sermons and they want to give their time to the Lord. They want to serve in the house of God. They want to make good use of their skills. They want to make sure that their skill is being utilized for the glory of God. Yeah, Are you guys with me so far? And yet we see Samuel here in a dysfunctional house of God, in a dysfunctional leadership, and there is no open heaven. There is no vision. There is no word of the Lord. In fact, the system is dead. And in such a system, we see Samuel serving God. We see Samuel. In fact, can I, can I, can I push this a little more? In fact, the scripture says a few verses down, Samuel didn't know the Lord yet and the word of the Lord was not yet revealed. So it was not that Samuel was having a personal revival. It was not like Samuel was encountering some great glory. So there is no benefit at this point for Samuel to be doing all the things he's doing. Ay, 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 I'm going to provoke you today. Is that okay? Because I'm showing you how the, prof how the prophetic can be provoked. I'm showing you how the speakings of God can be provoked. So he is in a place where he's faithfully cleaning the temple of the Lord. He's faithfully cleaning the carpet. He's making sure there is oil in the lampstand. He's making sure the Ark of the Covenant is dusted and cleaned. He's making sure that, that the tents are nicely, uh, you know, I don't know how they cleaned it, but whatever that has to be done. He is day in, day out, serving in the house of God while and one day, please, I have to read this for you. This, I have to read this for you. Verse 6, And the Lord called again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you call me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Oh my God, my God, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too excited. I am, I'm too excited right now. Ah, somebody's life is about to change today. Samuel doesn't know that God has been paying attention to him. Samuel doesn't know that he is I. When Eli got that prophetic word about a faithful priest, he was just a few meters away, sleeping before the Ark of the Covenant. Samuel doesn't know that he is special. Samuel doesn't know he is called. Samuel doesn't know he is anointed. Samuel doesn't know he's meant to be a prophet. Samuel is doing what 
any errand boy in the house of God is doing. He's making sure the cables are clean. He's making sure the chairs are dusted. He's making sure the PA system has no dust on it. He's making sure that, that, the, that the pulpit that the pastor is talking from is clean properly. He's making sure that the microphone is kept the right way. He's making sure the washrooms are clean in the church. He's making sure that when the, when, when the pastor's car pulls by, he goes and opens the car for the door. What he doesn't know is while he is doing all of these things, God has been watching him. God has been watching and, and God is not in a rush. Ah, today, today when, especially in North America, when you talk about serving the house of God, when you talk about serving the man of God, everybody gets very, very anxious. Everybody gets very like, oh, he's got two hands. He carries his own bag. He's got two legs. Why can't he walk himself? Listen, calm down, calm down, calm down, please. Because you're getting this wrong. We don't serve God we don't serve a man of God because for the man of God. We serve the man of God because we see God behind that man of God. We don't serve the house of God because, um, you know, oh, I have nothing to do. So I'm going to donate two hours of my time. Oh, I play the guitar. So, you know, pastor needs a guitarist. No, 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 sir. Please, 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 please. We serve in the house of God because it is our highest honor to serve in the house of God. It is our highest calling to pick up a guitar and play in the house of God. It is our highest honor to clean the washroom in the house of God. It is because we see the God behind the house. We see the God behind the system. We see the God behind the man of God. We do not do this unto men. We do it unto God. Something is shifting today. Something is moving today. Oof. As I said those few statements, I just felt grace come, the Spirit of the Lord crash on some people's lives and ministries. So, so here is Samuel doing all these things for years. Probably for most of his childhood and maybe in his teenage years, he is just working in the house of God. Huh? No salary, no benefits, no perks. The only new clothes he got was when his mama brought him some new clothes and then he turns around and he's seeing all kinds of abuse. But do you see in all of this, God was watching him. I said, God was watching him. He gave her to Hannah. Huh? Watch, this is important. He's the one that blessed Hannah. He created a situation so Hannah would pray certain prayers and receive certain blessings. So Samuel was ordained by God to be a prophet and a priest. He was ordained by God to come and break this grace and revival into place. And yet, 
it didn't start with his birth he still had to serve in the house of god he still had to be faithful in the house of god he still had to submit to the man of god he still had to clean the washroom in the ah, very unpopular message oh very unpopular message even listen to me carefully even if you are called it is faithfulness that elevates you can i say that to you one more time said even if you are called by god even if you are chosen by god it is faithfulness that elevates you it is service without expectation it's giving without expectation it is worshiping without expectation it is i am i'm supremely blessed to to have a team that serves selflessly i mean i have guys that work day and night sometimes you know it would be easy for me to pay them with money huh the cheapest thing i can do is to give them money but i know they are not working for money they are working for something superior so so samuel did all those things now listen now samuel did all those things that were technically the job description of eli and his sons by position they were supposed to be doing what samuel is doing but samuel did not do because he had a position but samuel is doing these things because he did what eli and his sons refused to do he received what eli and his sons did not receive catch this because they refused to do what god wanted them to do samuel is doing it on their behalf without expectation without salary and now the voice that must go to eli's sons the the prophetic word that must go to eli and his sons the 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 administration of grace that must go to eli and his sons the office that must go to eli and his sons is not going to them because of their position it's not going to them because they have a title called priest it's not going to them because they have the 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 the, the, the genealogy of aaron but it has now come to samuel because he has already walked into the function if you can do what they did you can have what they have Ah are you still with me today? I remember uh I was a young Christian. I was 16 years old, 17 maybe, and I was so moved by the ministries of Renaud Bonke and Benny Hinn. I was so moved how God was using them and and I would pray God, 
I, I would say, how do I be, how can I be used like this man? I want to be used like Benny Hinn and Reynold Bonke and so on and so forth. And I, I remember, oh my God, for after many weeks of praying, I heard the voice of God. Do what they have not done and I will make you stand where they have not stood. Child of God, God is drawn to men and women who will be faithful in their pursuit of the King of Kings. So, anybody can be faithful when everything is glorious. Hmm? Listen to me. Anybody can be faithful under open heavens. Anybody can be faithful in revival season. Anybody can pursue God when everything is great. Your faithfulness, you, we need to measure faithfulness. Will you still put in the work when there is no incentive? Will you still pray? Will you still be at His feet? Will you still pursue Jesus? Because this is how you provoke the voice of God. I'm giving you a key today. <sighs> My God, even in a dead church, even in a dead environment, even in a corrupt and a fallen system, if God can find one man, if God can find one woman, one boy, one little girl that will press in and push into the presence of God and be faithful in His presence, you will provoke the voice of God to come to you. Because there's only so much, there's only so much that God can withhold Himself from you. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. That is a promise, child of God. That is God's commitment to you. So even when you think nothing is happening, when you start praying, when you start uh, fasting and when you start pursuing the Lord, it may feel like nothing is happening in and around you. But make no mistake. Every time you come after the Lord, the Lord is coming after you. And what you need to make sure is you have to sustain the momentum. You must sustain the pursuit. You must sustain the prayer life till the invisible becomes visible. That which is spiritual becomes tangible. Ay, 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 ay. This God who's invisible breaks the barrier and says, Samuel, Samuel, audible. Samuel hears the voice and says, Oh my God, my master is calling, my father is calling. So he gets up from his location and runs to Eli because the voice of God broke the barrier from the intangible to the tangible, from the invisible to the visible, from the inaudible to the audible. Ah, 
can you sustain your pursuit can you run after this god till that world breaks into this world ah you miss what i just said i said can you pursue this god can you pursue the lord jesus christ until the heavenly breaks into the earthly So God comes and says Samuel 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 three times three times and all the three times the boy gets up and goes to Eli all the three times so is it possible that the voice of God okay let me before I talk the voice of God see wealth is a dimension the angelic is a dimension the prophetic is a dimension the healing ministry is a dimension of grace the the ability to call out words of knowledge is a dimension what it requires is a samuel that is faithful in his pursuit can you pursue god can you pursue a certain dimension of grace till that dimension breaks into your world church growth is a dimension people coming to your meetings is a dimension of grace and it requires a samuel to pursue god till that dimension breaks into your world till that dimension breaks into your dimension the problem is our pursuit is very weak this is one of the biggest keys i can give you today any aspect of god that you want that aspect to become a reality okay that requires a diligent pursuit because it is pursuit of that reality that makes that dimension accessible to you i remember some years ago this was before the calling out of names became popular i i began to see some of these men of god call names and all of a sudden i felt like i was because uh, <laughs> i didn't have understanding back then and i was like oh god i feel like a second tier prophet right now because i have not called out names so i was just thinking about it for a few days and uh, i mean i've been prophesying from the age of 16 but i didn't call out names you know but then suddenly i started seeing these clips of people calling out names so i was like oh wait if i am a prophet i should call out names so i didn't have understanding back then so i was thinking about this aspect and a prophet of the lord calls me from from the united states and says i i i really love how he said he says i was cutting vegetables and the lord spoke to me and said call my son in india and he calls me up and says man of god i don't know why but i'm supposed to call you and then his next statement was god is going to you're going to start calling out names and i was so excited i was like wow 
I said, thank you, sir. I really appreciate this word. Okay. And then I kept meditating about, I kept thinking for whatever reason. I said, God, I want to call out names. I want to call out names. And then one night, I remember my spiritual father called me out of the blue because he doesn't call me. He called me and he said, the ministry of calling names is given to you. And I was shaken. That week, I encountered an angel of the Lord. And by the Spirit, I knew that this is the same angel that met with Cornelius. So, but I encountered an angel of the Lord. I went to sleep that day. I woke up and my entire shoulder and my neck was covered with gold dust. My hands were covered with gold dust. I was like, what's going on? And then I was traveling the next week. I'm giving you a key today. I traveled for a set of meetings. I walked into that church and I think in the next five services, I called out about 22 names and names that I never thought about and began to give them. What am I trying to tell you? The dimension you pursue God in is the dimension that breaks into your world. My God. Our people have are very fickle-minded. They can't sustain pursuit. They are like a little bee that goes from one flower to the next flower to the next. They they don't care what kind of sweetness they get. They don't care what kind of nectar they get. They just hop from one flower to the next flower to the next flower, from one man of God to the next man of God to the next man, one ministry to the next. So they never receive from anybody. But if there is a group of people that can lock onto a grace, that can find an Elijah and say, you are my Elijah, you are my prophet, you are my mentor, you are my father. I am locking onto the grace that is upon you. Then when you journey, when you spend time, when you meditate upon that grace, when you pursue God in a certain dimension, that world comes close to you. Aish. Ah, if only you understood the grace that is coming to you today, you would be shouting and jumping right now because the system, listen to me carefully, the system that God has put in place that even if you are in a dead church, but if you can lock on to serving and pursuing God, that grace that that was not for you, that was not yours by birth, that was not yours by uh, uh, what do you say just by association because of your pursuit, that world can break into your life. Ah. Thank you, God. Samuel was like, I'm I'm just serving the Lord. 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 He probably heard that prophetic word that Eli received. He says, 
a faithful priest what does it mean faithful priest he has no understanding he doesn't know the lord he, the word of the lord is faithful maybe it means i have to clean the vessels better maybe i have to wash the carpets better he is just faithful in the house of god and when the voice of god listen yeah 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 when the voice of god had to visit that location there was only one that was ready there was only one that was qualified there was only one that was ready for god to speak in that dimension yes there's levi yes there are eli's children and i'm sure there were other men and women of god i'm sure there were other pious men but only one Thank you, Jesus. So, if I have to talk to you, let me speak to you. Some of my sons and some of my leaders are there. Some of my pastors are watching. Let's talk about Mumbai. Regenenemo sukuremeseke. If God has to speak to Mumbai, if God has to speak to Maharashtra, whose house will He visit? because he is going to visit a samuel who has been preparing himself who has been faithfully serving so there are hundreds of churches thousands of christians thousands of men and women of god but can i be honest and tell you while they are all christian their their pursuit is not equal their faithfulness is not equal their commitment is not equal yeah 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 they're all washed by the blood they're all loved by jesus but if the voice of god has to land who is pursuing that voice if god has to speak about mumbai can he find you faithful if god has to speak to you about germany can he find you faithful if god has to speak to you about and uh, the united states can he find you can you become the landing zone for god can you become the landing zone for the voice of god god has no option but come to you you see by now you must realize that i have a ministry to raise giants i have a ministry to raise men and women of god i have a ministry given to me by god to raise champions i am not i am not happy just in engaging you and 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 trying to get a few dollars out of you know my job is to transform you into champions that will take down goliaths in your cities So I'm showing you a way in. The angel must have no doubt that when it comes to speaking about this, I have to go to this person. <laughs> uh, if I have to do anything in the Pawar household, I have to go to Hari uh, because he is the extension of the voice of God to that house. If I have to do anything in this age group, if I have to do anything in this generation, if I have to do in anything in this city, 
I have to go to this man of God because this man of God is the extension of the voice of God. Okay. I'm going to close with this and then we'll pray together today. Three times God said Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And all the three times this boy ran to Eli. Now if I was God, I would change my method. I'd be like, "Wait. The audible voice is not working." Let's try a dream. Let's try a vision. Let's try something else. And yet all the three times God didn't change his method. I'm going to show you something very interesting now. Does God speak to us in a language we understand? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a 100% believer of that. But then why is now God not changing the way he is trying to communicate with Samuel he keeps saying Samuel 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 and the little boy keeps running to Eli because he doesn't know that this is God if it was me i would have changed it up i said you know Samuel is not working maybe i'll try knocking on the door or maybe i will speak to Eli to speak to Samuel but no all the three times god shows up exactly the same way child of god is it possible i have to be careful how i say this today is it possible that god doesn't necessarily want to change things up and he's expecting you to change things is it possible is it is it is it too far of a reach for god to present himself in a certain way and not not be bothered to change himself to be palatable for you i i just offended an entire generation of christians because we are so used to talking about a god who does everything for you who changes everything for you he 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 becomes whatever you want him to be and suddenly people accept that message people buy into that message people say yes god is going to do everything the way i want it done it's my dream it's my vision but god is the fuel behind that dream god is the fuel behind that way and then they come to a point where god is no longer responding where god is no longer doing what they want them to do he what they want them want him to do god is not working on their prerogative god is not working the way he wants god to work and then they get offended with god because we have been feeding our churches a, a message a christianity that is so watered down that at the sign of first refusal people abandon god child of god i said it on wednesday i'll say it again god doesn't exist for us we exist for him so god is showing up to samuel because god is also trying to communicate to samuel this system that you are surrounded by they believe that they can do whatever they want and get away with it eli thinks he can do what he wants and get away with it eli's sons think they can do whatever they want and get away with it they think they can run my house the way they want and get away with it they think they can do the sacrifices the way they want and they still want my favor so god is showing up intentionally in this environment and presents himself in an unchanging way 
I'm going to call you Samuel. You learn to interpret Samuel. You learn to interpret me. You learn to interpret my voice. Hey, are you guys with me so far? Please, please, I, I, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to beat you down. I'm not trying to be rude. But I'm trying to raise generals today. So God is showing up and says, Samuel, poor kid doesn't know, runs to Eli. Sir, did you call me? He said, no, go right down. God comes again, Samuel. He thinks it's Eli again, runs. Third time, Samuel. He thinks it's Eli again, runs. Now Eli has history with God, has experience with God and says, next time you hear this voice, just say, your servant is listening, sir. Your servant, speak, Lord. Your servant is hearing. Gives him the code. Gives him the key to interpret Samuel. And then God begins to speak to him. God begins to say, what a burden Samuel carries. His first prophecy is to his own pastor. And that too, not a nice prophecy. Basically, the message is, I'm getting rid of you. Imagine you're 16 years old and your first prophecy from God, your first word, your first encounter with God is about how God is replacing Eli. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> uh, welcome to a prophetic on another level. Does it make him a prophet of doom and gloom? I want to ask you a question. Now, is Samuel now a prophet of doom and gloom? Because he has faithfully spoken what God is about to do. Is he a prophet of judgment? Ah, we're so quick to label people, so quick to label things. But the truth of the matter is, Samuel didn't even want to tell Eli. It is Eli that provokes Samuel, saying, you have to tell me what it is. You have to tell me what it is. You have to tell me what it is. So Samuel could have kept his mouth shut and walked away from this. Child of God, our loyalty is not to a system. Our loyalty is to the Lord. Today, may you be a Samuel in your generation. May God allow me to be a Samuel in my generation. May God allow you to be a Samuel in your city. What provokes the voice of God is sustained pursuit, sustained faithfulness, sustained we thank God for this grace. All right. Can I pray with you today? I know that today's word is a heavy word. But our diet decides our destiny. I, I consider you my own family. I consider you not just children in the Lord. But I consider you to be grown men and women grown, mature men and women. I consider you to be giants in the Lord. 
And that's why I take my liberty. I take the freedom to talk to you plainly. It's not because I want to be harsh. It's not because I want to be rude. It's because the Lord has greatness in store for you. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your children. Child of God, would you lift your hands, please? Wherever you are in your house, oof, would you lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to be a faithful priest unto you. I want to be a man that can hear the heart of God, that can hear the thoughts of God, that can do all that is in your heart. Lift your hands, child of God, because as you lift hands, blueprints from the Lord are going to download to your spirit. Pastors, ask the Lord, God, what is your desire for my city? What is your desire for my nation? What is your desire for my life? What is, what is in your heart? Because there is a grace available right now for blueprints to come down. Hey, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whoever is in agreement with me right now and who is praying this with all of their heart, let blueprints download into their system. Let the desires of the Lord download into their system. Let the thoughts of God download into their spirit, man. Let them hear from God for their cities and for their nations and for their generations. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, I thank you. Thank you for grace that has come to you. Thank you for grace. Wow, Marike. Lemonto, Raikate, Makurepe, Rantanamo, Sete, So, Father, I thank you for grace. Oof. My God, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.